Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first Pro Box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ike Live. I hope you're having a wonderful Sunday. I know we are. Uh, we've got Mr. Randy Blockett on the phone right now. Uh, amazing guest. Uh, tour veteran talking about the history of the sport. Uh, we're going to switch gears here in a second and talk about the sport now, today. Let me remind you, if you're watching it over on Facebook, take a second, please like and share the feed. If you do that, you're going to be entered into a contest to win the world-famous Ike Live gift bag. Uh, also, we want to hear from you. Please, if you have questions, comments, Hit us up on the IM. Riz is going to put them through. Also, if you're watching over on social media, uh, you can ask your questions through at, uh, Ike Live Show, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Mike. Yes. One thing on the like and share. Yes. Uh, guys, so right now we are uh, we're at 37 shares. If we can hit if we can hit 50 shares before the end of this segment, yes. Rich will do gonna, 50 push-ups. We're gonna. No, we're gonna swap the we're gonna swap the Ike Live hat out, and we're gonna put in one that's signed by you. Oh, so there's a little there's a little wow. motivation, guys. Little motivation All right, to get up to let's okay. let's get those like and shares out there. Yeah, if you haven't done it yet, please like and share tonight's feed. Get yourself a chance to win the bag with a signed hat. Okay. All right, Randy. Uh, thanks for joining us again. I I can't tell you it's such an honor to have you on the show. Um, I I've got I want to switch gears to talk about. Some of the stuff going on now. Before we do that, what? though, before we do that, Dave, what me. do you got? I know you oh. got some. Yeah, Randy, I want to show you something. I want to see if you recognize this. Stand by. <laughs> this, this is awesome. This is like a show and tell segment of Ike Live right here going on. All right, here they go. This is awesome. <laughs> Dave's got pork from the 80s, and he's got other stuff. <laughs> he's like a hoarder. This is like a secret. All right. Only Randy can sit. Oh, man. The block is creature. Yeah! <laughs> yes. That is, that's old school stuff right there, man. Dude, <laughs> it, that, that, now it, you got to show the regular camera. You got to show yeah. the regular camera, too. Yeah, Randy. So, so this is another bait that a lot of guys up here in this part of the world, we loved it. We, we loved the bait. It was, when I think back, it was, there weren't a lot of big profile big action plastics at the time you know uh was it was it fun getting to, to design stuff like this oh yeah that thing was probably over 30 years old i'm guessing yeah, yeah, but I, these are at least 25 26 years old i got about 30 of them all together not used that was back when i was with lucky strike you know that was back when guido hibden dion hibden yeah. um was with them at the time and um yeah we got to design some really cool stuff there it's just down the road from where i live in castle missouri down there yeah, there really weren't any big, heavy creature baits no. back then. Now, I brought them just so I can give them the mic so that maybe the next time you see him doing well, Berkeley has a prototype, you know, that, and maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe we can get these things back into circulation. I have the grasshopper color, I have straight back, and I have black-blue flag. Grasshopper was a great color. Yeah. I love that yeah. color. Yeah, you're going to see it by Berkeley. It's going to come out at next iCast called Ike's Creature. I was thinking yeah. maybe you call it like a blockade creature. 
<laughs> you know, like chicken croquet. It's not yeah. croquette, blockette, croquet. I don't know, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good idea. It's whiskey time. It's not a bad idea. Uh, it's already started. I know. It's already started. The tin cup. We went the tin French. cup is flowing. You, buddy. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm serious about the prototype. Yeah. Oh, that's unbelievable. No, no joke. You. The tin cup rise. I appreciate that. Is it? On fleek. Yeah. Tin cup is good. We're drinking. Uh, by the way, if you're watching tonight, we are drinking the tin tin cup rye tonight. Uh, we're drinking it straight. We have some on the rocks. It's amazing. I invite you to try it. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, we're going to do a little quick toast with it, or what are we doing? Yeah, we can do a toast. Uh, Randy, I, I want to talk. I want to change gears a little bit and talk about um, the sport today. You know, the the present state of the sport. You know, again, I, I look at the sport. I look at the 80s and 90s. Uh, you know, you said even into the late 90s, early 2000s as the heyday of the sport. Um, give us your opinion on the state of the sport here in 2020. Like your straight-up opinion. Straight-up opinion. And I, and, and I know that's another thing. I, I, I want to mention this real quick, too. I s so respect, Randy, there's so many guys in the sport that don't speak their mind. And no. you do. And I appreciate that so much. We try to do that here on Ike Live as well. And and sometimes we get, we get a lot of criticism for it. I know you do. But give us your opinion of the state of the sport in 2020, more tournament organizations than ever. We got BASS, we got MLF, we got FLW, we got LMFAO, MPLAF, uh, National Public Radio, National Public Radio, National NPFL, NPFL. Yeah, give us your opinion. Well, yeah, that we can talk all out there, but you know, it's it's sort of like. You know, for guys like myself that have been around it in a long time, you've sometime we're, 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 we are resistant to change. And you simply cannot be like that because the sport right now is changing and morphing so quick before our very eyes that it's yeah. almost, you know, it's not even recognizable. At first, what happened when I started noticing these big changes like five or six years ago, you know, as far more tournament organizations, more anglers. Um, I was sort of resistant to that because basically what happened is it made it really hard not only to compete and be consistent, but to stand out um, performance-wise and promotional-wise. Yeah. And to me, one of the things, the, the biggest challenges that we have in the sport right now is it's not like it was back even like when you started out, Mike. It's like if you got hot and you did well in tournaments – you immediately got propelled to the sort of the, the forefront of attention. It's not like that right now because there's so many anglers, so many circuits yeah. that everybody gets watered down, even if they do good in the tournament. Um, one of the things that I do like about it though, and the, the, the thing that really gets me optimistic is the fact that with the advent of social media, that's creating some avenues for people to get into the sport and make a living at it that never would have a chance. And, for example, I'm, I'm working full time with uh, Johnny Schultz on, and Fish the Moment on his teaching YouTube channel. Yeah. And you know, Johnny is like, he's like a 25 year old bass fishing savant. He doesn't fish tournaments, but his skill level in fishing is like completely off the charts. And he's been able to parlay that into a social media career and make a career through his through his avenues on Fish the Moment. And 10 years ago, five years ago, that wouldn't even have been possible. And yeah. from what we're seeing right now is from a marketing and a sponsor standpoint, the performance that you have in tournaments is secondary to your social media presence. And that's the yeah. biggest things that I see in 2020. It's like, and I've heard some of my sponsors say the same thing. It's like, you know, we don't really care how you do in a tournament. 
as long as you're generating impressions through social media or your other promotional avenues, that's all it amounts to, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever that takes or whatever place that takes, yeah. that's what we want. And that, I don't think that can be understated about how big of a metamorphosis that is in our sport, because, you know, back when, you know, when you won the classic for the first time, uh, you know, down in Louisiana, I mean, that it was all about performance. It was all about marketing yourself through your performance because we didn't have the social media avenues that we have right now. Yeah. And so right now, you know, the state of the sport where it's at, there's two different things. I really like the direction it is as far as opening it up with social media, getting more important, more people involved to be able to make a living in the sport. But at the same time, on the performance side of it, I don't like where we're headed as far as this. Un and I talk about it. If you've seen some of my YouTube stuff, social media, I don't like the unlevel playing field that's being created from the, uh, the financial separation that exists among anglers in the sport, because there's an, an element above that, about that. And, and you know, it's a combination of, of, you know, whether it be boats, motors, electronic technology, you know, entry fees, everything combined, it creates an unlevel playing field where one angler, you take two anglers that have the same skill set, and one of them is simply going to be successful simply because they have the financial resources to, to, to get to that point. Yeah. And back when I did back in, you know, 1985, it wasn't like that. I was washing cars and I was mowing lawns and I was still able to fish the Bassmaster tournament circuit. I couldn't do that to that right now. Right. If I wanted to, professional angler in 2020 and get into the sport at the top level like I did back in 1986, I simply could not do it because I didn't have the financial resources. And that to me is the, is the biggest downside I see in the sport is just the ballooning cost of keeping up with, with expanding technology. Yeah. And I, we've talked about it a lot, you know, in, in the, uh, in some of my social media stuff and, um, I'm not against technology at all. I mean, like I said, I, I've learned so much from from being around and fishing with Johnny Shields, who's like an expert at, at, at offshore fishing and electronic technology. It's not that. What I want to do is, yeah, keep keep moving forward with technology, keep developing it. But at some point, we have to we have to get to a point in the sport where you say we have got to level this playing field, and you know, enough's enough, and you can only go so far with the cost of it. Yeah, and let's everybody's on the same on the same field yeah I, I i agree we've actually we've brought that up a lot of times on this show uh what 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 do we need to do to get there randy what how do how do we change the sport so that it levels that playing field how do we change the sport so that a young kid coming up with skill and talent and promotional uh a talent promotional skills he's the best in the game how can he get there if he doesn't meet that criteria if he doesn't have the money he doesn't have the boat the live sight live scope live down live back what if he doesn't have all that how can he get there how can we change that i think a lot of it that's the responsibility of the tournament organizations to to sort of like you know create that level playing field and you know whether that whether that comes from an equipment standpoint or an entry fee standpoint that's something, you, you know, that that's a discussion that would have to be made on its own. But um, as long as you have tournament organizations that keep perpetuating these expanding entry fees and no limits on, you know, the, the type of equipment that you can have, every time that 
every time that that happens, it just, there's a separation as far as the sport gradually becomes a little bit more of an elitist sport at that point. And I think that what happens is it's the tournament organizations just have to just step in and say, Hey, we have got to set some type of limitations here where, you know, we just don't price ourselves out of the game or some, or some kid that has, you know, a mom that, and mom and dad that just have modest incomes and they don't have, you know, a lot of money that, you know, some kids dreams aren't going to be crushed simply because he can't afford $40,000 a year in entry fees and a $80,000 boat to compete yeah. on the level with other yeah. anglers. Yeah. It's a one problem we have with our sport. You know, when you look at other professional sports, we've talked about this on the show is that there's not that natural progression like you see right. in other professional sports, right? If you're a, a, a baseball player or a football player, you work up through grade school and high school and college through skill to, to get to the top level. And, and there's an interruption in our sport. There used to be more of that grassroots ability, though, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, football like, pads don't cost like, $40,000. Like you came up, Mike. Like yeah. You, you, yeah. You got to where you are through well, the, the federation. When I was young, the federation program was a lot stronger. The grassroots level through the fed, Bass Federation was stronger. But there was no high school and college program. So, you know, that's sort of balanced that out a little bit. But there's still an interruption, you know? So, so we have two things going on here. Yeah. What you guys are talking about is, is how egregiously expensive it is to compete in tournaments, right? To be a tournament angler with the boat, the, the, the truck, the electronics, and I think and I think you know we can have a conversation about the electronics deal because I think that's the new one you know, and, and talking to Pete. Oh, sorry, Pete, we bring you in. Talking to Pete the other day, he brought up the fact that like, hey, remember they used to be capped at one fifties, you know, one hundred fifty yeah. horse outboards, yeah, and now you know, and then that changed and it yeah. went to two fifty and yeah. right, so the price went up and well, you know the the game continued to change there, but. As far as like people being able to make a living in the sport that may not come from means, yeah, we already talked about it. It's YouTube. It is YouTube. It's they don't have a bass boat. They're yeah. walking the banks. They got a chesty on. You yeah, know. The, the Googans are a great example of that. The Googans are making more money than probably the top ten percent of professional bass anglers. Mm-hmm. That have yep. busted their ass in tournaments, and they have and modest I, boats. And if I don't think boats, I don't think modest. it's a bad thing. Well, I they mean, didn't have boats when they started. I'm just saying now that they're modest boats. Now they're not. Yeah. Oh, they can afford what the top. Yeah, but, that they have but, modest yeah. boats. But from a but from a level of a sport, they're not competing, right? right. No, but they're that's, making a living in the they're making in, a living in fishing. But I think they're not that's, competing. That's where the line gets drawn. Is do you just want to make a living in fishing? Do you want to just have your face all over YouTube and all in social media? Or do you want to compete? Right. Mike's talking. You have that natural desire to 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 win, and and you know there's 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 a different there's a DNA difference there. Well, let me weigh. And there's a couple. Go ahead, Pete. Let me let me weigh in here a little bit because you're you're right, Brian and and Randy. Now, you know you're right. It's it's getting out of control, but it's nothing (laughs) new. Like like when we started fishing, it was 150 horsepower restriction. you know, we had modest sonar units. It, it, it was still tough. It was still tough to buy those boats. And I, I remember I started out on tour. I was out on tour with like a, a six-year-old truck and a used nitro at the time. And, uh, you know, that's what I competed with out on the top 100 tour my first year and scrambled uh, everything I could get together, you know, maxed out my credit cards to, to 
to get out on tour. And that was my situation. You know, I didn't, I didn't come from me. so I just, you know, that's, that's how I had to do it. And then, you know, they unlimited the horsepower. They, they, so now your boat price just got jacked, um, to, you know, to be able to be competitive. And then the entry fees went up. So this, this process has continued. And when they switched to the elite, I, what were, Mike, do you remember the entry fees? I think it was like $1,500, uh, or maybe you remember Randy, uh, for the, for the tour of uh, events. 1500 started them. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then the elites came out and it was what? Five grand five per grand. tournament. Yeah. Five grand per tournament. And I remember at that time just being furious, like, no, absolutely not. How can they be asking us for more money when I want them to, you know, we've already qualified and proved ourselves. We should be getting no entry fees. Yeah. You know, we should be moving in that direction. And I was so pissed at all the guys for ponying up five grand per entry fee at that time. Well, that was that was that was a time when a lot of the guys made the, the move. That was a big breakaway from yep. uh, from from Bass to FLW. Right, and that's what that. that's. I was one of those guys. Yeah. I went over to I went over to FLW because I you know that I was gonna you know. Here's the deal. And Randy, I love your YouTube stuff, by the way. I'm watching your YouTube stuff and it's like, uh, it resonates with me and I've been down that road, um, you know, same with you, but the, the pressures, the financial pressures that this sport applies to anglers and their families is, is just insurmountable in, in you know, in trying to compete. And, um, you know, I've been out there in those tournaments where if I don't catch a fish, I don't get to pay my mortgage, you know, that month. And, and that inhibits your ability to get in the zone. Oh, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Yeah. The suicide zone. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know, so when to the Pete's elite, point, yeah. I mean, I agree so with elite, you, Pete. I think we just haven't created that, that structure has never in all these years, it's 2020 and there still mm -hmm. isn't that proper leveling structure to make your way to the top. At which point, <laughs> You shouldn't have to worry about these financial burdens. Right. Like if you make it to the top, why do you have to take on the burden of the fifty thousand right. dollar entry fees? Right. Why? Well, right. Well, right. There's a, as as, yeah. as a reward for qualifying for the top level, you get a hundred thousand dollar bill yeah. in today's tournament trip. Yeah. That's your reward. Yeah. You know, you don't get a hundred thousand dollar contract. You get a hundred thousand dollar bill. Right. Right. It, well, let let me let me ask some direct questions for you, Randy. Are there too many tournament organizations? I, um, yes, I think there are. I mean, they, they just, I've lost count of all of them, not only this, the tour level, but the triple a level tournaments as well. I mean, I, I just, I, you know, and, but you know, here's the thing about it. If they're filling the tournaments up, you know, it's like, you know, and it's a business for them, you know, what, what, what are they going to do? Just not have the tournaments. And, but for me, and the reason I say that is coming from, you know, more of the old school like that. It's just like, it's, it's it sort of taken some of the magic away from the sport a little bit. It's just some of the yeah. things that made it like we were talking about in the early nineties. It's like, that's all gone. You, you don't have that, that warm fuzzy feeling when you turn the shows on anymore. So yeah. it's like, it, but like I said, it's just, it's constantly changing. I mean, it's, it's changing with the industry and with the demand of the, 
of the anglers. But the big thing that I've noticed on this, sort of to that point, is that back when when I started out, when I was in my early 20s, you know, we had junky trucks. We had, like, like Pete was saying, we had junky boats. We slept three or four guys on a rat-infested motel, you know, <laughs> go to the tournaments. And now I see these 20-year-old kids coming out there. They've got brand-new jacked-up Chevrolet trucks. they got a brand-new boat. They're, they're putting down 50 grand on entry fees. It's like, you know, where's this coming from? Trust I mean, my I, baby. She's spoiled brats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, see, that is, that is like the – the, the most, uh, I don't know. It's, just, it's like the biggest change that I've seen in the sport. And yeah. I, to me, I, I look back for somebody like myself, you know, some kid from Southwest Missouri that just loves to bass fish and didn't come for money. I mean, I know there's kids out there like myself today and it sort of makes me feel sorry for them. Yeah. Is, uh, let me hit you with another question. Is MLF, has it, has it been a, a good thing or a bad thing for the sport? Different, different, different format, I'll, different, philosophies uh has it been good or bad for the sport i'll be honest about mlf uh mike with you on there and here's my opinion on mlf it's like my my whole beef with mlf was the qualification criteria of how they selected the initial field zero no qualification if you if you wanted to compare social media following performance uh the amount of impressions people reach and then you wanted to generate those 80 guys that was not a fair format for that and for me as a competitive angler and a lot of other anglers in that same format that was the big problem i had with that that being said as far as the mlf format and everything i don't have any problem with the format i mean the format to me is irrelevant to the fact that you're out there competing and it's it's an interesting format it's 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 it it throws a, a mix into the sport that, you know, gives it a fresh look. Yeah. But um, I just got a real bitter taste in my mouth about how the qualification went down on that. Yeah. Yeah. As, as did a lot of people. Boys club. Boys club. Uh, wh- yeah. Same thing with sponsorship, you know? And you, yeah. you, you've gone on and said that sponsorship is not fair. And I agree. You know, the, the, the way that sponsorship is disseminated is, uh, is not based on qualification. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's not. There's there's a there's a lot of injustices in the sport, but um, it's 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 just sort of like that's the way life is, and in general, I mean, sponsorships. It's it's there's a lot of the thing of the whole key in sponsorships, and you guys, Pete and Mike, you guys have done this long enough to know. A lot of it is just based upon the personal relationships you develop with people, and for some people, you just simply get along with people better, and some people you just don't click with them. And it's sort of the same with sponsorships. I mean, I, I pursued companies that I thought was a really good fit, and there was some type of an energetical difference between me and the company that never worked out. And I've had other companies where I didn't feel it was that great of a fit, but everything worked out perfect because there was that alignment personality-wise. So, um, yeah, that's just the way it's sort of always been with that. But in a perfect world, every sponsorship that was available – would have an interviewing process where you went in and you interviewed for the yeah. position and the uh, most qualified individuals got those spots. Yeah. Randy, I, I, uh, I, who, who uh, Kay Elliott on the message board wants to know who was your first sponsor? Um, my first sponsor was Ranger boats. I, okay. you know, I after qualified for the all American back in 1985 and I got oh. a call from Forrest and Nina wood to want to know if I wanted to, to be part oh. of Ranger sponsor. That's awesome. 
Yeah. Like they were both on the phone and called you? Well, it, it, they were in the office and Nina Wood called me and she was in the office with Forrest and, uh, it, you know, invited me to be on the team there. And then uh, my second big sponsor was uh, Megabass in 1992. And since I've been with ever since. 85 was a great year. <laughs> the, you know, the, yeah. Bears. I mean, the Bears dominated people. I mean, Tubbs, Crockett was by Tubbs, Tubbs uh, bedside in the hospital when he got shot on that one raid. Like, dude, like Miami Vice. Like, it was on. I don't know, man. It's very memorable year for me. Miami Vice. <laughs> What's a good You year? actually brought a Miami Vice reference into this interview. I just wanted to bring Tubbs into it. That's all, man. <laughs> Mike, remember Miami Spice? Miami Spice. Yeah, yeah the porno version yeah. of Miami Vice. I remember that. Uh, I'll have to look that you, up later. You brought something up, Randy. Uh, I, I want to talk a little bit more about it which is why after all these years okay you've been in it since the 80s here we are 2020 why haven't the anglers themselves been able to organize better because i think a lot of this i, I know i bring it up every show but i want to know i want to hear from Randy. i think a lot of this is brought <laughs> upon ourselves why haven't we organized why haven't we created standards as a group of professional athletes ourselves why have we been unable to do that for 30 or 40 years well we we tried back in the early 90s we were i remember we were at the bassmasters classic i think it was the one robert hamilton won at logan martin and that's back when the paa was just getting started and basically everybody was fed up and we we came up with a list of demands that we wanted in this particular tournament to move forward as, as an organization and we presented that to ray scott at the time and he just flipped a lid. He just like said, Hey, if you guys don't want to fish, I'll, that's fine. He goes, I'll have 30 other guys here tomorrow morning that want to fish this. You guys yeah. want to be like, so we've, this has been going on a long time. And I think what happens is the biggest reason that anglers have not organized is the fact there's two different things. Number one, they, they just got, they got lives. They got to leave. They're too busy. They don't have time or energy to put into what it takes to do that. And number two is some anglers are, are they're reluctant to lose their piece of the pie they have. And they think right. it's slim that they're going to create a situation where they, you know, lose some sponsors, they alienate some fans or sponsors, and it won't go well for them. But I think a lot of it is a combination of apathy and maybe fear a little bit. Yeah. And what has happened, there's never been one person that has emerged in this industry that has been able to completely organize that. I always felt that there would be somebody out there in this sport that was passionate about the sport and loved tournament fishing and had a huge financial uh, empire behind themselves. And they're basically going to say, okay, we're going to change this. We're going to change the sport for good. Yeah. You know, I'm a bunch of money at it. We're going to do it the right way. We're going to have everything based upon integrity and honesty and doing the right thing for the anglers. Nobody has emerged in the sport as that as that type of leader yet. I think the reason, Randy, is that you guys as a whole aren't willing to walk. That's it. Yeah, it's that simple. There's it's no that fear. fear. It's well, that it's fear. fear. Just like Ray yeah, Scott said fear. years ago, yeah, I can replace you all in thirty minutes. Yeah, are we, Mike, are you're are asking sure why. That, That's sure why. That Mike. haven't tried. Yeah. Yeah. To this Everybody. day, it's the same thing. There's somebody lined up. There's always somebody lined up yeah. to take your yeah. spot. I, but I'm just saying yeah, that, that. That's it in a nutshell, yeah. Mike. Why you can't? If you yeah. guys aren't willing to walk as a collective, then yeah. it's not going to happen. There's no collective. Yeah. But then that's that, that's happen. the missing piece. That's the missing piece because if we could ever get to that point, and I, don't, I would love to see it in my lifetime, 
I think we could get to the next level. You know, I think you could create standards. You could you could have all those things that we need. I think it's right yeah. where it's supposed to be. You think so? Possibly. Okay. I don't know if any of this is really happening. This has been the weirdest year ever. Right. So it has been I, weird. Yeah, I just yeah. kind of feel like, yeah, whatever, dude. Like we're not right. here right Yo, now, or yeah, like the, this the, whole freaking thing. This I 2020 saw, is so full of shit. Brian, I <laughs> saw None of this is even happening. Sure. Randy Blockett, it's he's not even there. Yo, I saw. <laughs> I hope I hope that's really Randy. Listen, Randy, uh, listen. I you, saw Randy. the I saw the best 2020 T-shirt. It was the DeLorean from Back to the Future, and the science was like, Marty, whatever you do, don't go to 2020. <laughs> 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 it was amazing, dude. That's a great shirt. Yeah. That's awesome. I want to go. I want to go back <laughs> to when you were sinking that boat. I yes. want to be in your Ranger when you were sinking it at Bugs Island. Dude, I remember That's that. That's where I want to. Braz, I remember me yes. and you at the floodgates. Yes, we did it. Yeah, because and, of Randy. Because oh, of Randy. Yeah. Randy Blockett. We I want to be there to get under that train. Hell, yeah. we got my nitro under the trestle with Randy Blockett's techniques. Of Hell, the boat. yeah. <laughs> I want to do that. That's where I want to be. Took the windshield off. Yep. Flooded the Hell, boat. Hell, yeah. I want to be flipping that shit way behind the trees. That's freaking it. Freaking hauling four pound. That's where I want to be. Randy, you know what I learned from you about 15 years ago up on Champlain? You were fishing bedded fish in super heavy winds with a spinning rod with six pound line throwing the jerk bait on six pound line. I never would have done that. Yep. Until you did that at that event. That was yep. pretty rad, dude. It was the only way to control the bait in that wind because it was howling. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, let me remind you, uh, you're watching Ike Live. Uh, we've got a little bit more time with Randy. If you've got a question or comment, hit up Riz uh, on the IMs and we'll get them through to Randy. Uh, Randy, I, I want to talk about you've got some really cool stuff going on right now. I, I want to change uh, the course a little bit and start talking about some of that. <laughs> You are an amazing instructor. Uh, you, you've got some great instructional stuff. You've got a great YouTube channel going on that I'm, I'm getting addicted to the more I watch it. Talk a little bit about that. For guys watching right now, if, the, if they want to tune into some stuff you're doing, what, what do you got going on right now? Well, the biggest thing I got going on right now, and it's, it's the most exciting thing that I've done forever, is I've partnered with Johnny Schultz and his Fish the Moment website, and or Fish the Moment YouTube channel. And I met Johnny when he was eight years old. He, him and his dad used to come to the tournaments, and I've known him since he was a little kid. And I was I had a guide trip at Table Rock this past March, and I just he was just down there filming a show. We happened to hook up and reconnect, and um, he basically invited to for me to partner with him on uh, Fish the Moment, which is an instructional uh, fishing YouTube channel. And Johnny and I are filming two or three shows a week. We're doing podcasts. Uh, we're doing lake map breakdowns. We got a lot of different stuff we're doing on Fish the Moment. And um, it's a full-time gig for me in between the tournaments now. We're putting a lot of energy and emphasis into the content. It's all about teaching and uh, giving back to it. And, you know, that's the thing about it, man. I'm, you know, I'm 58 years old now. It's like I'm sort of at that stage in my career or it feels good to give back and it feels good to teach. Yeah. And an opportunity to do that with Johnny and, uh, and watching his expertise and what he does just, it's been really great right now. And on top of that, you know, I've been, you know, doing my own YouTube channel, which is I'm one Oh one low tech. I don't know how to edit. I don't know. <laughs> Those are graphic overlays. I just get on there and talk and, it seems to be going pretty well. It seems like people just like like to you know hearing the old stories and you know a little bit of an unfiltered viewpoint of this sport. 
I like it. I like I like that raw feel and stuff better. And his delivery is pretty good. Yeah. Like when David Attenborough dies, Randy, you ought to like put a resume in over there and narrate, <laughs> <laughs> narrate that stuff. I'd listen. That's oh, awesome. Hey, Randy, I got a question. Earlier you mentioned uh, twice, uh, like First Nations and uh, American indigenous peoples. Uh, did you read? Do you read a lot of, of that? Or because you mentioned it twice earlier, I'm just curious because I'm a study of it myself. Yeah, I not only read a lot, but like I said, I've I've been I've done a lot of wilderness survival schools that were based upon the na- the Native American survival skills. Now, I'm not talking about the military. I'm talking about the ancient Native Americans, the way they lived thousands of years ago with the stone tools, nothing man made, um, that type of deal. And that's that's the uh, that's the thing that I've been involved with a long time. Not as much in the recent years, but. There was a period, uh, you know, back in the 90s where I was super, super heavily involved with that. And um, yeah. same period, you know, Rick Klein, Gary Klein, Brent Chapman, uh, we all went to the same school at same uh, wilderness survival schools, uh, you know, in the Pine Barrens there. Now, the Pine Barrens. Did you yeah, notice, awesome. yeah. did you notice, as I have, that no matter which tribe you were looking into, whether it was the Blackfoot or the Apache or the Navajo, that they referenced, uh, they referenced a creature similar to Sasquatch. Did you notice that like I did? <laughs> did they? Oh, Randy, let Randy answer. Let our esteemed guest answer. What? That's not true. Let our esteemed guest answer. Randy, <laughs> tell him. Yeah, I heard a little bit about that earlier. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. He, you, you, don't, you, don't, you didn't read any of the references what? that they had. The, uh, 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 keepers of the forest. Nothing like that, huh? I'm the only one? No. No, I, I must have missed that. <laughs> <laughs> He's just still in the closet. I mean, you stood on the front of a boat naked. You shouldn't be out. <laughs> there. <laughs> there it goes. That's a bronze maneuver right there. Right there. I'm going to cut you down for being naked because you won't talk about my Sasquatch. You, did, you didn't agree with me, so i for the juggling. All right. I've got uh, – I'm looking at social media oh, here. Uh, <laughs> that was a really good full circle, though. I'm – Proud of the attempt. No, I, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> it's 50, 50. Listen, there's a lot of references to that. He might not have read that. That's all. <laughs> all right, Randy, I've got, I've got a question coming through on Instagram from Philly Fishing, and he wants you to grade each of the tournament organizations from an A through an F. Dang. And we're going to start with Bass Anglers Sportsman Society. Give it a grade. Oh, man. Hmm. I, God, um, okay, I'll, I'll start out with bass. Um, I, I give bass a, uh, an A minus and, and what they're doing right now. Okay. A minus. Okay. That's a good grade. Okay. Solid. Pretty uh, good grade. Real solid. Uh, MLF major league fishing. Um, I think that I'd probably give major league fishing, uh, I'm, I'm going to give them a C probably. Yeah, or he's trying to get a job. Yep. Look at that smile. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think that's accurate. I think that's an accurate grade. Uh, FLW Fishing League Worldwide. Um, I'm going to give them a D right now. I am not <laughs> at FLW at all the last five years. I mean, I, I think they undermine. I think they. I think they snatched uh, defeat out of the hands of victory right. just upon situations they made so yeah. they, they get it right now yeah okay and last but not least npfl national pro fishing league that's it you know i don't really know much about them to even grade them but as far as i 
you know, I give them a B for just their initiative. I mean, to be able to step in the right now and to be able to step in the, in the, in the competition that they're up against, that's pretty impressive. And, uh, I don't have anything to bad to say about them. I think everybody's waiting to sort of see how it's going to unfold. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yes. Well done. Nice grade work. Nice grade work. Great question. That was a great question. Randy, what are your thoughts on on co-anglers? I watched one of your uh, videos today, one of Randy's rants while you're driving your truck. Uh, He hates them. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say it for you. (laughs) I I don't have anything against the people that fish co-angler at all. That's not it. But, you know, Co-angler, they don't, the co-angler system, not, I'm not talking about the people because the people are just like right. anyone else, they're great, yeah. but the co-angler system has no place in, ter- in competitive fishing because it directly influences the outcome of the event. Yeah. And people like you, I mean, you guys have fished yeah. with co you know what I'm talking about. I guarantee both you guys can give me stories just like I did today about co-anglers that cost you fish at some points based upon just getting you out of the flow or maybe picking mm-hmm. off here there yeah but um they we everything needs to be a straight observer system in the pro-am format that's the only fair way to to allow you to to maximize your your day on the water for sure yeah yeah i i agree i i think there there's also a positive influence i i i won on champagne due to a positive influence from a co-angler coming up with a bait choice that helped me uh solve my problem uh, on day one in that tournament and you know so yeah there and and that you know that gave me an advantage for sure you yeah, know? yeah. So there's a there's a positive and negative influence there mm-hmm. yeah for sure let me ask you this randy let me i want to know what you think of this too mike because this has come up a lot with the people that i fish with recently and talked to is there's a big call for a national team tournament trail yeah like mm. Yeah, people love that. Like, there's, like, there's a, like you said, there's a natural like kind of uh, conflict between pro and co angler, right? They're in their tournament, I'm in mine. Their mm-hmm. fish hurt me, and and mine hurt them. And and but as a team tournament, there's like this enthusiasm, this, uh, you know, th- this sync that goes on between the two guys. They're trying to compete together for the same yeah. cause, and. Uh, and pe- people want a big time, you know, big money team tournament trail. What, what are your thoughts on that? Do, do you mean a team tournament like, uh, like, like the U.S. Open, like the U.S. Tournament. Open, where you're randomly paired with an amateur? Nah, buddy you tournament. Mean? No, like you pick your partner and uh, you go okay. against the other partners, the other teams in in the country. As long as there's cameras, man. Otherwise, yeah, this will be a cheat fest. Yeah, the biggest yeah. thing is that yeah. the yeah that that side of it. You know, is is keeping everything on the up and up. That would be the biggest concern. You know, yeah, it's got to be cameras like yeah. there is now, or else otherwise it's a cheat fest and guys are going to be getting arrested. Right. <laughs> well, like you fished a couple of those Toyota Bass Classics we did down there at Lake Fork, and we when we when we teamed yeah. up as team. I mean, I thought that was cool the way we did that. We had four man teams, remember? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I love that. That was sort of a, a, core, a cool format, but. Um, I think that, and I also think a senior circuit would be great—a senior professional circuit. <laughs> yep, I, I hope it comes sooner than later because I'm retiring in a few years. Randy, so. you <laughs> really just hit the nail right on the head there. The, the ethnic Smurf on the message board asked <laughs> seconds before you said that, "Will there ever be a seniors bass fishing league?" <laughs> wow. how, how do you guys see that like coming together? Could that could that be a legit thing like there is in golf? There's a 
There's the, oh, I think the, it, the I senior think it, league in golf. I think it's got legs. I, I we, you know, I've heard talks of it before. I think it would be cool. Ben Gay, Tiger Palm, Advil, absolutely, Motrin, all the sponsors, all the non-endemics. Absolutely. As you guys like. But can we can we do the senior tournament CBD. as a, as a team tournament? CBD. Because who doesn't want to see like Denny Brower on a boat with like yeah. Tommy Biffle? That's or, what like, I want to say. I wanna like, see, honestly, like I want to awesome. see the interaction. I want I want the you know, those events were the two pros in the same boat because as a, as a fan, as a viewer, I don't care about what you guys have to deal with on the water. I want to see that, that yeah. conflict. I want to see that interaction. Yeah. I want to see you guys yeah. fight I over wanna, I who, see, who gets the spots and who's got four uh, hours and where you're running. I want to see that this, makes yeah. for good, good television. Yeah. Yeah. How about the I senior see league? Say, Sorry, this is good. <laughs> How about the senior league? <laughs> An old guy paired with like Sorry, one man. of the nine million bikini yeah. YouTube fisherman chicks out there. Oh yeah, and they're and they're in there and they're in their YouTube. What do you want to kill over and die? Like come no, on. No, just like, to watch. It, just yeah. I don't know. Just to hear <laughs> the things they're saying. You know, that sounds god awful, Dave. That was no, the worst doesn't. idea you've ever had. Hold on, now that's. Brian, is that a horrible idea? Old guy with a young bikini chick? Not the worst Galia. idea I've ever had. No, <laughs> that's a bad one. Yeah. That's not the worst one. Not Becky, a great I disagree. It wasn't the worst one. Why? Why did the only women who get brought into the sport have to be some bikini bitches who can't even catch fish? Well, because we're talking just, about the old guys, so why don't we make a balance? Well, why? Why? Why do we have to go there? Well, why? They're doing it. <laughs> it's the yin and yang. Why are you yelling at me? They do it. They're the ones doing well, that. Well, as the only woman here, thank God I'm here to police you. But no one's, walking <laughs> off, no one's walking them off the plank to go fish in the bikini. They're doing that with millions of views. They're doing that. No one's making they them do are, that. They are, but why would we have to bring them into the legitimacy of how fun it would be to see these old the guys? The same reason we're going like, to watch a bunch of old fuddy-duddies not say anything and just sit there with the camera standing. <laughs> you at their, think at they're going to say nothing? You think if you put Denny Brower on the same boat as Rick they wouldn't be going at each other? <laughs> Yeah, you should over back, assless khakis. I'm sorry, Randy. Assless <laughs> khakis. Assless khakis. Why did you mean assless khakis? Assless khakis. What are assless khakis? Because you lose all your they, you get yeah, old. Yeah, it gets flat. He just becomes a back with a crack in it. That's it, and your back, your pants fall off. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Randy Blockett. This doesn't usually happen until our esteemed guests get off the line. Making you sit here. We we jump the gun. The tin cup. It's the tin. God damn it. Yeah. It's the, the second cup. show in a row, Dave. This is the only thing that comes to mind every time I have some tin cup, and it really is like the one thing, and it's this. You ready? Yeah. Oh, boy. Here we what go. What is this? <laughs> red Fox. Oh, red, red Fox. Fox. Oh, red Fox is great. Shut the fuck up. I love Red Fox. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Randy. We uh, went downhill. We argued. <laughs> uh, Riz, what else we got? We're going to let Randy go. Yeah, what else we got? Sorry, any, we got anything else coming through for Randy? Final question for you, uh, Randy, from Frankie. And he wants to know Is tournament fishing for you as fun as it was when you started today? Oh, great question. Love that question. You know, it's fun, but it's also, uh, there's more complicated because, you know, as you get older and you get a family, you know, like I said, uh, you, you have those distractions that come with life that allow you not to have that same type of a focus. So it's different, but yeah. it's also great because I still get out there. I mean, we just got done with our bass open at Rayburn this couple, couple days ago. And the intensity that I feel on the water during the competition, when you put that hammer down, it's the same as it was 30 years ago. I mean, yeah. I just, there's, to me, there's nothing that makes me feel more alive when you're doing well in the tournament and you're in the hunt and you know that you're going to have a good finish, even if you don't catch another fish. To me, that's like, 
that's what makes me feel more alive than anything. So it's still today just as powerful as it ever was. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel that too. Uh, what, what's next for you, Randy? What do, what do you see in the next couple of years? What, what do you got going on? Well, I mean, like I said, I'm going to be working heavily with Fish the Moment and Johnny Schultz. Uh, like I said, I'm fishing the Bassmaster Opens now. I'm, I'm in fifth place in the points. So if I make the, the elite back in the elites uh, next year. Um, so but the main thing is just really pushing forward with this, uh, the teaching YouTube stuff we're doing with Johnny and on my own and uh, just sort of filling in with the tournaments in between. And, um, and just, you know, Raising the family, like I said, I'm married and got uh, four kids we're taking care of. So you, know, you guys know how that full-time job just oh, to do yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Well, Randy, I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show. Yeah. Uh, honestly, you, you have been an inspiration, not just to me, but for so many people. Um, uh, the angler I am today is a lot from, from watching you. And I, I, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate what you do so Pantsless. much. Yes. I appreciate that, too. <laughs> For you, Mike, I mean, that's the same. I hear it all the time. I mean, just the, the, the same with you, man. You, you've contributed so much to the sport that will last forever, man. I don't think you can realize it's – I mean, you you're, you were really the first person that kicked it – I mean, kicked it way out to the next level as far as what is acceptable to be as a professional angler. And, you know, everybody references that, and, uh, you know, your contribution to the sport has been just massive. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Uh, I love it just like you do. It's it's my passion, and uh, just you know, I I love the sport. So I know you feel the same way. Yeah. Randy, thank you very much for coming on the show. Randy Blackett, everybody, icon of the sport. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Randy. Yeah, I mean, you you were. That was a pleasure. Thank you, you, Randy. Thank you, Randy. You, you knocked good. the curve yeah. out of everybody's hat. You know what I, I mean? I did. Not the curve. Straight yeah. brim hats, dude. Just uh, <laughs> 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 curve right out of those MFers. Knocked it right out. Uh, but it's funny. I brought it up to Randy, Pete. And I wanted to hear his opinion. He gave a great answer. You know, I, I have so many people, you know, that hate what I've done, that, that think I've ruined the mm -hmm. sport. And I know he's had the criticism, too. And yeah. and I think it's great that he, you know, he just keeps doing what he's doing. You know, he's he's... He's the same person he was back then. He's very outspoken, and that's that's great. He's he's sticking true to who he is. That's how it should be. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I, I like what he's doing on YouTube because you get to hear him. Like, you know, Randy's voice is being relatively quiet, and he's opened up on YouTube. Yeah, and uh, it's really amazing to hear, you know, his opinions and. Yeah. and the good, the bad, the controversy, and all that kind of stuff. It's uh, and that's what social media is allowing everybody to do. I'm glad he's embracing it. Yeah, you know? yeah. You need, you need controversy. Yeah. Well, yeah, he he delivers though. He delivers his objections to things in, in such a dignified manner, though. It doesn't. You're right, Dave. Yeah. He does. He's a great. He speaker. doesn't come off like he's yeah. like whining. Yeah, he's a great. Speaker. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. He's very he's very articulate. Yeah. He's very you know, you know think he thinks about the things. You know, very deeply, and and really does a good job with it. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, It's literally crushing my ear. I had to Every shift it. Every time you grab it, it makes noise. Yeah. It sounds I'm, like a rustling I'm moving noise. the 
ear. It is crushing. There's Try wearing be, earrings. There's going to be people listening to this on their drive, on their Well, hold on back, back. The rustling sound is me. I'm sorry, people, no. but the freaking thing hurts your ears after a while. Beck, don't take no shit from him. He chews into the microphone. He screams. <laughs> his voice is up. It's down. Oh <laughs> All right. I promised you I would talk about this. I want to talk about it real Ooh, quick. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Squatch is a great sponsor of the show. Of course, you know the soap. They've got candles. They've got some great products. This is a new one. This is Dr. Squatch toothpaste. Now, listen to this, Dave. Let me smell Dave. that. Let me smell listen that. to this. It feels heavy. This is incredible. I want to tell you about this. This is coming from the heart. They have a morning and evening toothpaste. What? Think wow. of how genius this is. Okay? Right. Explain. Uh, in the morning, so they've got a citrus mint, which to me, it's a lot like, it's like having a mimosa like an orange juice in yeah. your mouth in the morning. It gets you started, right? Uh, they're saying here, ginseng, green tea, <laughs> vitamin B12. Dude, did I say that right? No. Dude, it, it honestly <laughs> feels like like you get going in the morning. Smell yeah, no. that one. I smell that one. Give me that one. Hold Give on, me that hold other on. one. You right? can definitely smell the zang. That's what they right? call it in okay. West Virginia. Ginseng, they call it zang. And the night one, which I think is awesome. And, and <laughs> at night, you kind of want to feel relaxed, right? You, you're tired. You want to go to sleep. This is soothing spearmint, and we've got uh, chamomile. Chamomile in this thing. We've got saw palmetto. Yeah. And something else that I valerian. Valerian. <laughs> chamomile certainly activates. Anyways, the I will women tell you, ha having to be the person that sleeps next to him, he has only used Crest like his entire right. life. I just I was a normal dude. I just buy Crest. You got good teeth. I got okay teeth. This these are this thing's great, and this is also uh, both of them are. Fluoride free, and they have natural whitening agents in it. So if you want white teeth, Pete, it is actually is very like natural, nice, yes. scented. So it, it great so, so it's actually really nice. Chamomile yeah. is a known stimulant for melanin, also. Melatonin? No, melatonin's your skin color. No, no, that's melanin. Melanin, nah, melatonin's, well, whatever the one, <laughs> whichever melatonin melanin is. helps you sleep at night, Dave. Melatonin is helps it? you sleep at night. We're having a fight here. Uh, Mel melanin's your skin tone. <laughs> right, well, You're right, you, just uh, backwards. It helps that There's too. The, yeah, the answer is the, in the bottom of that. Pete's talking. Pete's talking to himself. <laughs> What's Pete? I'm, not, I'm sorry, Pete. Sorry, Pete. Go ahead, Pete. I said the answer is in the bo bottom of that tin cup. Damn right we need, we need like a Max Hedrome face in here when you're talking, like a hologram, so I can like. It's hard to sometimes. Brian don't have you up, you know. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah. know you're talking. I, well, Sorry, I, Pete. I, I, it's hard to be remote, yeah. you know. Yeah, especially yeah. when there's no virus. Right? Well, I, I, <laughs> can I say something? Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say something. It, there's no virus and Pizza. no Sasquatch. All right, go ahead, Max. I, I, I want to say. Pete's I want to say something that I, that my. Mike and I had a conversation earlier today. Um, <laughs> well there was done, there was a very interesting just comment about our show, and it was pretty awesome to have Randy Blockett on tonight. Yes. That kind of drove home this conversation that we had yes. earlier today. Yes, listen to this. That Nud was nudity. No, listen to this. No, no, this is actually kind of important. Randy very much epitomizes this conversation that we had, which also is who Mike has been, which is what Ike Live is. We are not the normal in this bass fishing world. No. We're all highly mm. opinionated people. Yes. We're unapologetic for our opinions. Yeah. But no one here, Randy, Mike, Ike Live crew, a lot of the people that we associate with, 
there's no harm in what we say. It's just our opinions. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, our yeah, opinions. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's to open people's eyes that their opinions beyond what this this bubble and bass fishing very much. We talked about that Ray Scott conversation. Like, well, if you disagree, then I'll find someone to replace you. Yeah. That's not fair. It's a, it's in been, the way the world it, it, works. It's been a very bad, jaded culture in professional bass fishing for a lot of years, where you're where you're sh- you're not supposed to step out of the boundaries. Yeah. You're not supposed to voice your opinion. You're not supposed to be different, right? And and I I do I I'm glad we're bringing this up because it's okay to have your own opinion. Yeah, it's Christ, a, it's Dave, a, it's a you, it's an you opinion. You have the you have the weirdest opinions out of everybody, well, his and we love you because of that. It's called life experience. It's, it's called not life an experience. Pete Pete has <laughs> has opinions. <laughs> Brian, every, we all have different opinions, and it's okay. Yeah. Right. So what we say on this show. It might not be yeah. fact. It might not be 100% correct. It's our opinions. I'll speak for myself. I'm yeah. sorry to you guys for about half the things I say when, no, I was when I'm say, reminded yeah. of it. I got two things to say <laughs> in regards to Becky's comment, which I agree with. But I, I do apologize for Dave's comments pretty much every Monday <laughs> after a show. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it be to the guests we had on that night, or, or no, or no, but, but somebody else in fishing, <laughs> yeah. But it's a, it is okay to have a, it is okay to have a differing <laughs> viewpoint. Oh, dude, I, what I the mean, come on, man, it's just an opinion. And and here's the thing, dude, nobody should ever be married to their thoughts, right? Like, listen, right. It, no, we we all if you're not growing and learning and and, and evolving, yeah. what are you, right? Like like my brother, well, you know, threw this out years and years ago. He's like, if I let my kids get tattoos when they were three years old, they'd all have a tricycle tattoo to their face. <laughs> you know, wow. So true. Yeah, they would have. Yeah. We would have. Yeah. We, we would all have tricycles tattooed on our like face. Mike Tyson. We yeah. learn. We grow. Ran- so that whole Rand- thing. Randy, the, the- Randy's perspective was really wonderful. How he said that everybody's worried about the pro anglers are worried about giving up their piece of the pie. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what keeps the pro anglers from speaking. Keep from putting yeah, their out there because they're worried that they're going to lose it, and we're we we feel so, you know, like fortunate that we're able to go out there and and fish for a living. That's ridiculous. Like you get to go out and and catch bass for a living. That's that's just that didn't happen a few years ago, and now it exists. And 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 when you know, the pressure gets put on us and, you know, you, you don't want to step out. And like when I started Mike and I, you know, I kind of influenced you that way. It's like, no, you can't do that because, you know, it's, it's going to go bad for you because, you know, you don't want to lose this wonderful thing that we have, you know? Yeah. And, and you stepped out and you showed, and, and you really were the, the, well, Randy was too. Like you said, yeah. he stepped out. He yeah. stepped out and did that shoot. That was big. That was big. Rick, Rick was did too. They stepped out and you took their lead and ran with it. Yeah. And uh, and that was the way to go. That really was. And um, yeah. but most most guys are terrified. They're yeah. terrified to step out for fear they're going to lose the one sponsor that's paying their entry fees. Yeah. And then what are they going to do? Yeah. It's, you it's, know? uh, I mean, the bottom line, it's okay to be different. It's okay to have your own opinion, you know, like I, I, I want everybody to have their own opinion. What you hear on this show, it's not necessarily 
the fact. It's, it's just, just our guys opinion. drinking and having fun it's about just something. Just our opinion, yeah. Yeah. you know. We, yeah, but you know what? Everyone should really kind of try to model themselves a bit about, uh, slightly about how we roll with things here on Ike Live. Because if you notice, we don't all have the same opinions. No, we don't all have the and same opinions. And we'll go at each other, but not in this, yeah. like, horrible, I'm not going to be no. friends, talk to you later kind of way. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a week. Yeah. It's so. fine. Yeah. <laughs> the electric fence, I, I turn up the knob a little bit on the electric fence sometimes, <laughs> yeah. but hey, I, yeah. I turn it back down. Side by note about Brian's brother. Like, he's Brian's big brother it was incredibly cruel to me when I was a kid, but... <laughs> <laughs> If, if Brian's brother, <laughs> no, he was, he was, he was very cruel to me. But if he was around, like in like seventeen, if he was around in like seventeen seventy six, like he has great quotes, like yeah, you know, like Thomas Paine, like yeah. it would have been Bill Stockwell. Yeah, he's got the beard. He's too. got he's great got the, he's quotes. Got the face. Dude. Your brother has yeah. the face, the beard. He, dude, if your no. bro- brother was back in the day, he'd have been a president. or something. Bill's cool to talk Vice to, Vice president, man. Like congressman, a, at least. Yeah. yeah. He'd have been a carpenter. Or a carpenter, yeah. Yeah. That was our philosophical moment. But again, listen, if you're watching or listening right now, we've had some calls in the last, after the last few shows from disgruntled people that are taking stuff the wrong way. Listen to me. Oh, in the industry? Yes. It is our opinion. It's the Ike Live Show's opinion. It's just our viewpoint. Um, That's that. That's all it is. Anything and it I said? Anything no, I said? No, 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 no. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't be make wrong. Make me feel bad on the it, way no, home. No, no, as, you? as I drive by no. my broke down yeah, truck. You. you need, you need help? Be, oh, he got it you. It shouldn't be yeah. wrong okay. to have your own opinion. Everybody should have their own opinion. And, and, and here's the other thing, though. Keep we're your not, mind open. We're not going to apologize. If you, if you want to have a different well, viewpoint, Brian, Brian. I'm not going to apologize. I pretty much have to. If you want to have your own... Look, <laughs> that's pretty much my job. If you want to have your own viewpoint, have Damage your own control. viewpoint. We, uh. we, we encourage that. And get your own damn podcast because this is uh. ours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or call us. Let's talk it out. Yeah, Let's dude. So, yeah, shout out to Tin Cup. I can feel the energy has shifted. Energy shifted. That, 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 that Tin Cup it's, rye is... is it's yeah, warm the, in my the, belly. I usually <laughs> always drink <laughs> rye on the rocks. I like, it. I like it drinking it. Yeah, the, the rye is banging. The Tin Cup bottle. You know what? Pete Glusick, you are missing You're out. You're missing it, Pete. No. I'm why? Why am I missing out, Tin Cup? This, oh, this <laughs> rye on. is really I, good because I'm not. I, I am very picky about my bourbon and my whiskey. Am I yeah. not? Oh, you're very picky about it. I like the rye. Pete, what if Brian gives you one of his asbestos masks from the uh, back Expects. of the truck? Asbestos. <laughs> asbestos. Will, will you come in then? <laughs> if it blocks asbestos, it's got to. It's got to block the uh, SARS COVID nineteen. <laughs> no, asbestos is a particulate. Much different. So, <laughs> go ahead. Here, hold on. Right, so, here comes so SARS is 0.03 microns. You know how many microns asbestos is? Bigger. It is. I don't know what it is. <laughs> 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 really good, though. No, it is 0.03 microns. And that mask you wear, Pete, that you think's protecting you, they operate around 17 microns. So there's your yeah, whoobie for I'm, you. I'm right? protecting you oh by wearing Unless that Unless you're wearing the N95, nice. Pete, you're not doing anything. Yeah. That mask yeah. is it. Do the research. It's at 17 <laughs> you know microns, dude. It's actually breaking up the particles to be smaller to move through the mask. To no, I, I listen more. to scientists talk about this. This isn't me, obviously, because I don't yeah. know. I, I, I heard this and I listened to I it did, and I wait, watched it. I just no, saw I legitimately Sasquatch saw out my window. Somewhere. Wait a minute. <laughs> Get an N95, I just have a Pete. Sasquatch sighting. <laughs> <laughs> hey. What? Mount Laurel. Sasquatch. <laughs> so is Jay Kumar mm-hmm. crazy? 
Or is it just he's me? Mimicking, Probably. He's, yeah? he's mimicking the uh, the Robins. I can hear it. <laughs> wait. Wait. <laughs> wait. Well, you better watch out because they. Wait. Let I me like play. That it was loons. Listen. Listen. Let me play it. Yeah. <laughs> wait for it. Hey, damn, Pete's snapping. Oh, that's because I hit him hard with the mask, you know. <laughs> but he came back. He held his own. Have we touched on everything that we have to discuss? Because I, yeah. I do have to educate small yeah. children in yeah. the morning. We're touching everything. Yeah. Uh, I, I had a thought you, a minute ago. Being like a crazy yeah. homeschool oh. mom now. No, we have to e-learn three days a week. I have to be their oh, teacher. Okay. Yes. Um, let's uh, let's choice, let's Dave. do a little bit of housekeeping, and then we're going to wrap the show up. Uh, Riz, uh, we did a amazing like and share contest uh, throughout this show for our viewers over on Facebook, and we're giving away, of course, the world famous Ike Live gift bag. Load it with Ike Live sponsors. Weighs over twenty pounds. Uh, what do we got, Riz? You want to do a uh, want to pick a winner? We sure do. Okay. Uh, just give me. Give me a minute or two here to right. throw it into the uh, right. into the rain. We're gonna give Riz a minute to. <laughs> oh, to here's pick another up. little thing. So yeah. we've got our kayak. Well, I moved it away because y'all were mad at me. Okay. So we have our kayak tournament clearly coming up at the end What's of the, the month. What's the age group on it? I'm sorry, I meant to ask that. How, how old do they have to be to compete? Can they be any age? Like, can David? At yeah, 12? he could be. Yeah, why not? Okay. Yeah, as long as he can manage by himself mm-hmm. in a kayak and everything. Yeah. And you sign off. We'll be on together. The you know, we'll be together yeah. the yeah. whole time. Yeah. But, but yeah. for sure, yeah. Okay. But um, there's another great tournament coming in October. I'm pretty sure. October. Yes, friend of all of ours, Aaron yes. Martins. Oh, Aaron! Yeah, the Aaron there was there was a tournament organized tournament for him. Coming up. Yep. And I do believe that's in October. I think you're right. I right. found it. I found yep. it on Facebook. Around here. Yep. It's no. an online tournament, oh. yep, but huge prizes. Yep. Like, doesn't somebody win like forty thousand oh, yeah. dollars or something Insane. first place? Insane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's great for somebody in Florida or Texas. Yeah. Well, they might have different divisions. Okay. They might. I, I don't but know. But that's not the point. The point is Iron. Yeah. yeah. Well, the point the is that I think all the entry fees go to yeah. help them. I love that guy. And the, and the yeah. medical expenses. Yeah. yeah. We're all still thinking about Aaron. Every Absolutely. Day. Man. Yeah. He's a great dude. Great guy. Um. Brian the Carpenter uh, had a little. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, maybe, oh, that's for the end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pete, what do you got? Anything? Last words for BU? Want to give a little BU shout out before we go here? Well, check. Listen up. Tuesday night, Edwin Evers. We're going to be talking awesome. about how to prepare for multi-day tournaments and championship tournaments. Very cool. I like that. Yeah, it's a, a pretty pretty detailed uh, Bashy Live. Check it out. Awesome. 7 p.m. Be yeah, it's the best X's and O's fishing podcast. I like what you turned it into, Pete. I like how it went That's from me, a seminar dude. type thing. Can I compliment <laughs> Pete after insulting him? I'm trying to make up. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you turned it from a from a from a uh, from like an educational speech type format to just like a podcast with X's and O's. That's yeah, all. Me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Still uh, this has been... Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Uh, this has been a great show. Thank uh, you, BT. We're gonna, in a second here, we're going to pick the uh, Facebook winner, but I, I want to... S- uh, thank Randy for coming on. That was great. Uh, Randy uh, Blockett joining us on the show. Unbelievable. Like, yeah. I wonder if he realizes, was, like, we talked about him when we were in our teens and 20s. Yeah. That's crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. we would talk about him sitting around having oh, drinks. Yeah. You know, like, great. Did you yeah. see what he said? You know, like, yeah. we did that. It's unbelievable. Uh, I want to thank everybody here on set tonight. Uh, Becky, uh, Dave, uh, Riz, Brian Carpenter, and Pete Glusek. Thank you for joining us here on Ike Live. And Riz, we got a winner. We Who sure- we got? We sure do, Mike. Congratulations to Christopher Shaw. Christopher Shaw. Christopher Shaw. Thank you for sharing tonight's feed to not only his personal page, but 
several locations. But there you go. Congratulations, Christopher Shaw. I will be reaching out to you via social media to get your contact information. Does Riz to totally see? sounded like the Price is Right. Like you know, you the did. announcer yeah. on Price yeah, is Right. Yeah, that, that was Riz right yeah. then. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Riz could sell carpet on, on online if he wanted to, <laughs> like on the radio. You know, like you got a great voice. Carpet? Are you going to sign the hat? Be you carpet. Yeah, we'll sign that. Hat. Hey, oh, yeah. can I give a teaser? Give I want to give a teaser for the Ike Foundation. Sure, Speaking teaser. of teaser. the Price is Right, mm-hmm. so. Most likely, we are not going to be able to hold our scholarship dinner. Oh, that's a bummer. Wait, what? This February? This oh, February. Because COVID, of COVID, bro. most likely we will not be able to gather that COVID, many people let's, in a space. Let's wait the, to decide that until November, November 3rd. November 3rd. Week of November. I got, I got so listen, no I'm just what. being realistic yeah. about the reality of this situation. Right, right, right. So right. we've been brainstorming, like, Sucks what do we do? You know, because ultimately that's how we do the scholarship. That's the Chinese, how we fund. Chinese auction. We, yeah, it's how we, it's oh, how well, we pay for how, most that, things throughout the, the year. That's where the problems came from. <laughs> Fucking China. Anyways, yeah. so here's the idea we came up with, and we're really working through the details, and we're kind of excited, and you all are going to be sucked in because you're going to have to be involved. A telethon. Jerry Lewis style. Yeah. Telethon. Telethon. Man Ten in the cup phone. Of founders ring, beer. ring. Oh, hell yeah. We'll be Ten cup of founders beer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. What? We got to call people? No, they call us. <laughs> they call us. We entertain them. We have enter- We have guests. They yeah, call in the and they... Jerry Lewis Come on, you on remember? Like, people call in, they'd ring, have ring. Celebrities. We'll get, they some, have we'll get some bikini they YouTube. Have athlete, they have people come through. We're going to have... We'll get Ed to come out, do yeah. skit. We'll have a musician. We'll have some people play. Yeah. That's Aaron Aaron Lewis, and people call and make a donation. Come on. I'm there. Tell me what you need. We'll have The Rock do a little you know, a special shout out for Pant, us. Pants off. Did you on. see The Rock bass fishing? Yeah, he's been bass fishing a lot lately. <laughs> COVID. Can he does. even like, catch? <laughs> I mean, he's big. Yeah, we I mean, cast. How we could do it. Tell what's not bad out there. I like that. like the Chinese yeah. auction in person, but I mean, that's cool if we can't do that. It's good. Yeah, it sucks. We got to be realistic. Yeah, that's awesome. I it's F. I go go fish Here's the other right problem. Now. Most weddings were canceled and postponed until February. Yes. So it's very yeah. hard to get a location as well. Hmm. It's a double double. Double Dude, double. Look at the tails on that thing. How many guys survived a bad marriage because of this, right? <laughs> like the wedding got postponed. <laughs> and they and they found out like that <laughs> that piece of information that they needed to find out like you know, and, it, and it was enough to be like, Yeah, no. You know what I mean? Like I'm not marrying you. Like the wife farts every night? Uh, no, nah, who knows what it is. It could be a skeleton. <laughs> not Dave's wife. No, nah, it could be a skeleton. You know, like who knows, dude? Skeleton <laughs> in the closet. Skeleton in the closet. What are you talking about over there, Bob? Well, if the <laughs> in the closet and there's a six-month delay in the wedding, then you find out what, what she's got, what the broad's hiding. The broad. Save yourself a few dollars on that yeah, No, at least $8,000. Wow. She's encoding the honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Pete not even smirking. Listen, uh, if you made it this long, you might as well just elope. No, but I'm just saying there's a guy who got saved by this. There was oh, silver sure. lining, and he's <laughs> like, dude, you'll never believe what I learned because of this. Like, I'm telling you. Yeah, no, I'm sure Broad got saved, too, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, how does your mind go to this? Well, got From saved scholarship too, dinner to saved weddings. Yeah. Because, because of the postponement. That's what led me down that road. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, what a great like show. I, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Once again, want to thank our guest, Randy Blockett, for joining us. Uh, Brian, we got something cool we're going out to. And before that, I, I, I do want to tease something also. Big guest coming up in one of the Ike Live shows in the next month or so. Jim Jones, 
bass fishing will be joining us live on Ike Live. I'm very well, you've actually it. spoken to Jim Jones? No, I just threw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Go get him, Bry. Bry, we need Jim Jones bass fishing. To come. All right, I mean, I, I, all right. Hey, there's a lot of is. there's a Doesn't lot matter. of people who think they know who Jim Jones is. It'd be fun to have Jim Jones on. We need to have Jim. I don't Jones even on. know what this joke this is. is uh, I'm sorry. Oh, Jim Jones. Remember we had Randy Flowers on? Yeah. It was it's it, it's, it's basically so, an, it's an internet troll. So there's a new guy? Yeah, no. it's, right. it's a new internet troll. Yeah. Cuz I'm about to delete my Twitter that I just created. I'm Already? Going, yeah, I am. I can't take it. Oh, you're all in you're, Yeah, but yeah get dude. <laughs> you get that. You got Sasquatch you got, info on yeah. Twitter. You got nah. serious clout on Twitter already. <laughs> clout. No, dude. None <laughs> other than Luke Duncan is like, "Yeah, I follow him." Bro. <laughs> I was wow. yeah. Luke Duncan was texting me t- today, and he's like, "Yeah, I follow Dave on Twitter. He's really deep in on them politics. He's nah. got some fucking thoughts, huh?" Nah, yeah, man. You know. Keep it. <laughs> I, I go after the shit. guys that go after the cops. That's what I go after, and the soldiers. That's it. Man. I like it. It's Good. it's a tough battle, dude. It'll wind. It'll. But he has a down. target. Let him have his target. Yeah, no, but it, uh, I, I, I got to tell you, like you were saying earlier about your haters. Like yeah. I read, I, like with you, I was like ready to hit the mattress. It's like, you fucking cunts. Yeah. Like, like you, <laughs> yeah. how you, can you say that about this guy that you've never seen stay <laughs> hours when we're all trying to leave a place, talking to every kid and listening to everybody's fish story sincerely? Not even with I, like a washed over look at DMV on your face. Like, <laughs> you seriously care. <laughs> no, but you seriously care. Like, yeah. and this guy's saying that, like, you don't know him, you <laughs> motherfucker. Dude, pe- Dude too, that's too people many, on the internet. And, and it, gets back, it gets back to this whole thing. Too many people are judging. Too many people. Dude, too many people need to be slapped upside their heads. Remember how you felt you on never, 9-11 and treat the yeah. world the way you yeah. felt there then. You have and it. never talk to there anybody on that's social media. Point. That's a good point. Different yeah. than if they were like right in front of you. Yeah. Pretend they're right in front of you. Yeah. And it's all good. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. If, but if you... you, you Otherwise, dude, yeah. go fuck yourself. What do, what do I always say about the miserable people? <laughs> Let the miserable people be miserable. That's true. Like, yeah. why go down that miserable trail with them? Yeah. Be happy. Yeah. Let, let them go. This is amazing. This is like 20 minutes of just drunken. We're yes. so, oh, so drunk. We're can, leaving. Can, no, is, we're not. And this Let's. will be the best part of the show. People are like, I love the commentary. <laughs> all right. I uh, want to thank everybody for tuning in. What a great show. I want to thank all our sponsors, including Mystery Tackle Box, Tin Cup Whiskey, uh, we've got the Fisherman's Fishing Planet, uh, all of them, and Dr. Squatch got a great new toothpaste, mybookie.com, mybookie.ag. Please yeah. check it out. It's go make yourself show. some money, people. There you, you go. Get that money. Have yeah. a good one. Yeah. Brian, sign us out to something good. What do you got? I got I got our buddy Sean Dude. McKay. As a matter of fact, in two weeks, not this uh uh, Tuesday, the following, we're going to do a co-angler show. Sean McKee's a local guy. Yes. He kicks ass on the co-angler side. He's very, very, uh, very good record. But this was him driving home from the Potomac two days ago. Disgruntled? He, yeah, uh, yeah he, had, he had a tough day. <laughs> whatever, whatever his co-angler shit he does didn't work in this event. It was a tough event. Yeah. Plus, plus, it's the draws. You, yeah. know? you get a just, shitty just draw. Yeah. We're metalheads, and just I don't know who the hell this is. Yeah. <laughs> Let's converge. Uh, uh, here we go. Hear Come this. on. Okay. All right. Good night, everybody. Bye. Good night, everybody. What the? Is there sound? Yeah. My hammer down. Oh my no, God. it's the most rad thing ever, dude. Wow. Here it is, guys. Take your headsets off. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>